welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Global Milk. Global Milk! Now a new Nicholas Cage shortbread flavor. It'll make you so happy. Global Milk! A subsidiary of Red Pantheia Productions. Welcome, everybody, to episode 42 of Count Creepy Pants Saturday morning. Camp Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Randy Newman. <laughs> Welcome to Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, episode 42. Thanks for all the fish. I have eggs in my butt. Ha! Huh. <laughs> and I put them there. Here's what a funny anecdote. So my daughter is very wise to, like, she thinks Santa isn't real and she thinks Easter Bunny isn't real, but I'm not giving up the ghost yet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Dad, is, Santa, is the Easter Bunny real? I'm like, of course he's real. Who's giving you gifts? You are, and I was like, I'm leaving all the legs laying, eggs laying around the house, and she's like, No, you're pooping them out your butt. So she thinks that <laughs> I do all the Easter Bunny stuff, and I was like, No, if I was pooping eggs, they would be disgusting. Ah, uh, the wonder of a child. <laughs> yeah, like she's halfway there, <laughs> but not all the way there. How was everybody's Easter? Uh, not bad. I worked, but uh, I mean, we were still kind of kind of quarantining. Like we're, we're pretty much in the clear, but we just wanted to make sure that uh, we didn't go around any of the, the older family members just in case. Yeah. Um, but by honestly, by today, we're over the, the the quarantine limit by a few days. So we're, we're good. Everybody's, you know, everyone's healthy. But uh, but yeah, we, we had a nice quiet Easter at home. And then cool. I went to work. <laughs> what about you, Josh? How was yours? Toy shopping? I, I, um, yeah, I, I went on a mini toy hunt to the local Walmart, since that's all that was open, being it was Easter. Uh, and then I ordered some donuts. And, uh, yeah, happy Easter. That <laughs> is, in my, my opinion, that is not a bad Easter. No, because because, you know, Ruth Ruth and I just don't really have any reason to celebrate. And then we, uh, you know, watch marathon a bunch of TV that we've been meaning to watch, like the new Moon Knight. I am to watch the new one. Yeah, I'm like an episode behind. Um, I just finished. Please don't laugh at me because it's such a like I'm a dad TV show uh, reacher on Amazon. (laughs) So, hey, I've heard good things. So it. If you want, this is the closest you're ever going to get to Commando, the TV series. Nice. Because the plot Let, is so simple. Um, I I can't really shit on any TV because I, I 100% regularly watched Burn Notice because, uh, one, Bruce Campbell. Right. And two, I thought the uh, absolutely cardboard performance of the lead was hilarious. <laughs> I thought Burn Notice was a cool show. Uh, you know, it uh, after a while it grew on me because at first I was like, I'm going to watch this for Bruce Campbell. God, everyone else is terrible. And then I was kind of like, oh, yeah, no, the, the last episode, this happened. And then, you know, this happened and this happened. And then, uh, 
oh wait, I'm actually into this show. Yeah, because like Jeffrey Donovan's <laughs> cool. Um, Burn notices the same thing. It's like brick shit house musclehead is like your lone action hero type who walks everywhere, goes to a town in the south to look for his brother. His brother has been killed by bad guys. So then he decides that he's going to get to the bottom of things by fucking killing everybody. And, I know you. And, I know you said by fucking killing, but I heard by fucking and killing. Everybody. Well, all right. Let me, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna to fuck them to death. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Lots of like action movie commando style killing, interrupted with like nudity, and then more more killing. So it's just like if you want like I don't want to think about a type of show. It's it's very good. So I see. I just always and this is going back to burn notice. I was always entertained by like, you know, there was the cold open and then it cut immediately to like the most boring voiceover possible from Michael Weston over the opening. It was my name is Michael Weston. I used to be a spy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, please tell us more about your boring life. Now I hang out with Bruce Campbell and we have adventures. Sometimes my mom yells at me. It's no Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> no, it isn't. Um, <laughs> I love that show. Nothing is. So, Josh, you said something that has stuck with me when we had the Muppets episode. Um, that lovely, lovely episode where we discovered you can do most of the Muppets voices. And we were like, what Muppet would you be? And you said I would be Uncle Deadly because I'm very like acerbic and done with this shit and i was like oh my god is that really like my attitude and then i listened to last week's episode and i say the word fucking or fuck almost (laughs) every single sentence (laughs) and i come off like the most grizzled bitter human being ever (laughs) like i sound up i sound like a like chewed up brooklyn cab driver (laughs) Unintentionally, but it, that's just like how I get sometimes. So I'm going to try to turn the word fuck down just a little bit and change it up with some more creative vulgarity. Uh, it makes my vocabulary seem very thin and it really lets people know how bitter I am and <laughs> burnt out from life. Um, Short people lets people know how Randy Newman is bitter. That's right. Uh, about short people. How tall is Randy Newman? That's a great question. I'm going to consult the bones. Um, Mike, did Caleb have a good Easter? Oh, indeed. I, I went a little overboard with uh, the Easter basket. <laughs> like I kept buying stuff um, and setting it aside and then forgetting that I bought stuff already. Yeah. Oh, God so both Jess and Caleb got gigantic Easter baskets. Like <laughs> Jess pulled out my Easter basket. And she's like, dude, what the hell? She's like, I just got you a couple things. And I'm like, yeah, I totally forgot about two different shopping trips. Cause I did it after work when I was very tired. So yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, Caleb got a bunch of different like candy and, you know, like chips and stuff that he likes. But I got him a uh, a Minecraft playset, which mm-hmm. it was only like twenty bucks, but it's one of the mini Minecraft character things. It's a it's a transforming turtle, so it's like a big sea turtle that transforms into a base. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty cool. That's rad. I'm like, I I gotta get him that. 
Um, and then a couple like Minecraft blind boxes. And so he was super psyched about those. Um, but yeah, and then like with Jess, I just found a bunch of different uh, snack foods and stuff that she likes. And like I said, I just kind of went overboard. So they had, they had a really good one. I mean, I had a good one, too, because I got to sleep. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah, we uh, that is good. <laughs> exactly. We did that I never with sleep. Uh, Zoe, we still have a problem in that we spoil her rotten. Mm-hmm. And um, good God, like it's really starting to show because she's getting bratty. Oh, uh, so we gotta like scale it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll share what I got for Easter in the show and tell because I didn't get much this week. Um. But I have a funny anecdote. You guys saw what I got. So yeah. uh, I, I can talk about the uh, amazing quality. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me fire up the show notes and we will get going. Uh, let's do our plugs. Mike, I know the episode. So, uh, sorry, yeah, side note. Randy Newman is six feet tall. Jeez. Wow. Holy He's crap. He's a big dude. I guess you can uh, complain. I thought it was going to be like, um, what's his name from the Muppets, the Penguin? Um, <laughs> crap. I love him, too. And I can't remember his name. From Phantom of the Paradise, uh, Swan. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm freaking. Uh, oh, my God. I can't think of his name now. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's um, like 4'8". He's like a yeah, little, he's a little short, dude. Um. <laughs> So there is a new episode of Boogeyman's Closet Out that is The Strangers. And if you want to hear <laughs> Mike, Susie, and Maurice firing on all cylinders, ripping this movie apart, I highly recommend you listen to it because it is hilarious. Well, uh, thank you. Especially if you're a fan of labia humor. Holy <laughs> shit. You're going to laugh your ass off. And also, if you find Liv Tyler to be an absolute vomit, um, <laughs> you are going to enjoy the episode. There is a new episode of Heretic Party talking about um, these really funny, like, fundamentalist Christian comics that I've never heard of before, but they oh, sound really cool. Chick Tracks. Chick Tracks. I've never seen those, but apparently they're a blast. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing there's a Raised by Reynolds coming out. Uh, yeah, I want to say uh, the next episode is going to be a rental rant. Yep. And then after that, our next uh, improv story episode is Real Genius 2. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, with Val Kilmer now? Um, no, we, we said it in the 90s, so it would have been 90s. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. I think it would be funny with Val Kilmer now. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. True, um, true. I think he could just keep acting in villain roles. I love Val Kilmer. Uh, except I hate him as Batman. I hate that Batman. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, but it's the movie as a whole. I just, they got everything wrong. You don't like Batman's hole. I don't like <laughs> Batman's hole. And it's not Joel Schumacher because I love Batman and Robin. I would put that in like my top three Batmans. Um, Speak, speaking of which, uh, just so you're both aware, the Batman is streaming on HBO. Oh, that's all I got Guess I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Shit. I thought, is, that, is that early? Yeah, I thought I, it was the 19th. It was supposed to be. Uh, I just I saw it, I saw it online earlier today that it was officially streaming on HBO Max. Shit. Nice. Well, looks like I, Saturday night. I have plans. Wonder if I can find three hours today. Ooh. 
Probably not. Um, that is it for plugs. I don't think there's any other podcasts. Uh, a good friend of ours, if you live in Buffalo in the Aurora area, there is a flea market that has indoor spaces for small shops. And if you want to check out, Mike, do you know what it's called? Um, uh, the flea market or her, her shop? Her shop. Jerry's Closet. Jerry's Closet. I'm guessing Jerry is her dad. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want some deals in nerd collectibles, there's only one flea market in Aurora. Uh, so I don't even think I have to name it. So if you live out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's pretty cool. It's like weekend hours. And, yeah. Um, and listen, a lot of cool stuff. Yep. Yeah. Let me let me tell anyone listening to this. If uh, if you like if you like toys, uh, I've had to show restraint to not message and be like, can 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 you I, I want to buy this. Can you? ship this to me i will send you money right now <laughs> yeah uh, but i'm not going to not going to because if i go down that rabbit hole it's gonna be dangerous i am referring specifically to palisades muppets yeah yeah she's got palisade muppets she's got a really good selection of comics mm-hmm. really good selection of board games I I already know once I get down there, I'm going to be spending way too much money. (laughs) Um, I'm also guessing that this is just a fraction of what she's got. So uh, be ready um, and give her your business over the other kind of collectibles, toy places and flea markets around Buffalo, because it's only like two guys that kind of have a stranglehold on the market. And it's like the what's in your closet guys. Yeah, they're in two of the malls that overpriced for everything. Um, so I think you should give it to person's name who I suddenly can't remember because Sam. my brain. <laughs> Sam, give it to Sam because uh, my brain is shit. Not today. to mention, like those those guys from the other place, they like they rub their balls on everything. So yeah, well yeah, that's why what's in your attic smells so damn musty. Yeah, <laughs> I can't browse what's in your attic with them trying to stick their finger in my ass. It's just the worst. Yeah. You ever have a stranger just walk up behind you and jam his hands down your pants to check your prostate? Well, that's the thing. Good. They keep telling me they're a doctor, but, you know, I'm not getting any reports back, so I'm starting to think something's up. Yeah, like, what kind of doctor doesn't ask for a copay? Exactly. Weird. I mean, I did uh, get a free toy that one time, but, you know. I mean, that, that my, was because I started yelling I need an adult. My doctor just has me send pictures of my balls, but wait, email? Is that normal? I was so going to say, that's not normal? Look, me and your doctor might have the same telephone number, but it's completely a coincidence. <laughs> okay. And your doctor's concerned about your health. <laughs> um, so, uh, show and tell, guys. I think you heard it. What a great segue. <laughs> Lefty hangs down just a touch. <laughs> oh god. Has that lump always been there? <laughs> That's my testicle. <sighs> why why are they tattooed? Didn't that hurt? So many questions. No, uh, well, no, no, but that's, you know, I have a I have a high pain tolerance. Did you have to stretch it when they tattooed it, or they just go right on the flop? <laughs> right it on was, the flop. <laughs> it was like stretching them over a canvas. Did they get like you know like those those crochet circles where you do like the uh, 
cross stitch <laughs> so they, they put your ball sack in that to tattoo it. <laughs> it looked like a walnut in a spider web. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. ah. <sighs> oh man. <laughs> picture like make it look like Unicron. <laughs> Talking in Orson Welles' voice the entire time. <laughs> You have come here with a purpose <laughs> to tattoo the testicle of Unicron. Uh, you know if Michael Bay made that movie, Unicron would have testicles. <laughs> He's the moon secretly transforms into one of them. <laughs> Oh, Lord. And that's our show and tell segment. You know that they announced the release date for Rise of Peace and it's over a year away still? I know. I don't I don't understand it. I think the only thing that 2023, I think the only thing that will will genuinely like keep me entertained through that movie is uh, Ron Perlman as Optimal Prime. Yeah. I, I'm honestly so behind on the Transformers movies. I don't even know what the hell's going on anymore. Oh, uh, you don't need to. The only one really worth watching is Bumblebee. I still got to watch that. Even then. Meh. <laughs> uh, so. I will start, I guess. I never actually start with show and tell. I got those really kind of odd G.I. Joe Lego sets that are out. Mm-hmm. from some company that's not a legitimate lego company so i got the what's the blue plane the muskrat the rattler the rattler i got the rattler that comes with cobra commander two cobra troopers and destro um almost every single brick is blue they are warped so uh they don't fit necessarily most of the pieces have flashing on them like loose plastic you would get in a bottle kit uh, all of the Lego people are like different shades of blue. So you have to like get in bright light to match up the arms and legs correctly. They're essentially like Lego men, but they have noses. There's no guns or anything, no accessories. Um, and it's designed in a way. So if you can picture like the shape of a plane, so it's like the penis with wings, there's nothing <laughs> holding the pieces on except for like a little, like a four piece brick. Mm-hmm. So the wings constantly fall off. They're not sandwiched between layers or anything. It's just clipped onto the bottom. It's heavy, so they just kind of like plop. Like you look at it <laughs> funny and it just falls apart. Uh, and a lot of the build, the bricks aren't staggered. So you know Legos, they'll have like a two brick and then on top of that they'll have a four brick. Yeah. A four peg brick. And then a two again so that they kind of lock into place. This is like eight layers of nothing but the same two in the same spot. So there's nothing keeping it from just falling out in one big chunk. Uh, uh, it's really, really difficult. to. Do anytime it. I see those in stores, my brain does the most pathetic version of the G.I. Joe parodies. G.I. Joe. Yeah, it's just sad. I mean, like my wife had good intentions. Um, I got other cool stuff. I got like a puzzle and candy and I, I got... Um, 
she got a subscription to these things that are called horror heads and it's like cool heads and jars mm-hmm. that are horror themed and it's the same company that makes like the christmas houses uh bradford collectibles yeah and i've seen these these are pretty cool yeah they're cool i've got there's like a mummy satan and two zombies so far mm-hmm. they're, pretty, they're cool i like them and they light up it just heads and jars who doesn't like heads and jars i love heads right. and jars um i got that and for some reason, out of the blue, finally, after three years, FYE is back in the clearance game. Um, FYE was, like, notorious for having some great clearance at certain stores. Uh, not so much in Buffalo, but if you go outside of Buffalo to, like, Jamestown, Erie, Olean, like, the southern tier in Rochester, they would just dump all the clearance from the bigger stores into the smaller stores. And they would be, like, you could get... Pacific Rim monsters for like 14 bucks. Oh, wow. The Predator Blade Fighter, 18 inch figures, like all kinds of crazy stuff for super cheap. And they would have additional like random sales where it's like everything that's on clearance is an additional 50% off. So I'd always stock up and then flip stuff on eBay. And then just randomly out of the blue, they clearance a bunch of reaction figures. So I picked up the two Tiger King figures for like <laughs> 350 each. And I'm kind of sniffing around if I want a Tigatron Transformer to put next to Tiger King. Oh, God, yes, you do. Because <laughs> yes. it just sounds ridiculous, like I should do that. Uh, but I don't know if I want new Tigatron or old Tigatron. Because they're both out of retail. There's like the reissue of the original Beast Wars, then there's the new one. But the new one's on clearance, so it's actually cheaper than the old one. But the old one looks cheesy and old. So I don't know like which I want to get. You know, hmm. the I, I can say that the new the new version is quite fun. I'm thinking about it a lot. Um, I got that. I got there from Reaction. The Universal Monsters has a wave of like crazy repainted monsters. There's like the Mummy in neon colors, the Gilman in neon colors, Frankenstein, and uh, one more, the Wolfman. And for whatever reason, just the mummy went on clearance for like 11 bucks. And I've got everybody now except for the Wolfman to add to my, like my wall. I have like a reaction figure thumbtacked in a wall in my basement um, because I just love insane repaints like that. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I got. I did not buy any uh, Million Heroes because they weren't on clearance. But that doesn't mean I won't buy them tomorrow when I come out of my <laughs> funk and decide to spend a ton of money on toys. But, uh, Josh, what'd you get? Uh, I didn't, well, I, I should rephrase. I, I got a good amount of stuff, but I'm being very selective with what I open before I move right now. Fair. Uh, so I'll, I'll go over the stuff that I opened. Some of which is, is birthday stuff from Mike, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, uh, super seven Muckman ultimate. Holy crap. Uh, that's a big hefty toy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm just super impressed with him. Uh, I'm, I am being very picky with the super seven stuff just because as much as I love it, I, I can't, I have to cherry pick two TMNT lines. I can't go all in on either one. Yeah. Uh, either one on their own is too expensive. So while I, uh, he's one of those ones that I wanted, but I just kept putting off partially because of this upcoming move. 
So thank you, Mike, again. You're very welcome. Uh, he's, man, he's everything, just like the mutagen man and the bebop, he's everything I imagined he was as a kid. Yep. Like, it really, it feels really weird looking to the Super 7 figures next to my vintage ones. Because it's just that moment of like, wow, that's really, wow. How did my brain trick it, trick itself into thinking I was playing with this toy when I was really <laughs> playing with this toy? Uh, you know, imagination of a child. Exactly. Uh, the other thing, other noteworthy things I got that I also opened are uh, Kingdom Rodimus, uh, Kingdom Core Rodimus, specifically, who uh, I freaking love. I think he is right in line with the rest of the core class. Yeah. I've seen a weird amount of complaints about him, and I just don't get it. Like, what, I don't get it at like, all. What are the complaints? Uh, that he feels cheap, hollow, and incomplete compared to the rest of them. He's a $12 Transformer. And honestly... I think he looks really solid in both modes, more so than some of the other ones. Like, yeah, Soundwave is awesome, but he's not a perfect tape player. He's got some gaps. Yeah. Meg Megatron is awesome, but he is not the greatest tank. Right. Uh, I, think, I think I would put him, like, almost tied with Starscream as far as just solid in both modes. I only have one complaint about him. Like, I really like mine. Um, but the the back of the leg kibble, like, I keep, every time I go to pose him, I knock my one off. And I don't know if it's just the the hinge on mine is loose. But, like, part of the, 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 the kibble that hangs off the back keeps getting knocked off every time I move his leg. So that, that frustrates me. But other than that, I think it's a great figure. Yeah, I haven't gotten any of that so far. Yeah, I think it's like, just... The connector or the connection on mine is loose. Uh, and to round it out, the other thing that I got that I absolutely freaking love that I went back and bought a second of is the uh, among other new final faction stuff, which is worth talking about. But the thing I want to talk about is the Rumbler. Yeah, the Space Karen Rumbler. <laughs> uh, and just like the arrow on its own. For a buck and a quarter. It's a freaking amazing little weird vehicle. But then once you throw in the. Dollar 25 accessory pack. It looks like. Something the Skeksis ride in the dark crystal. Yeah. And I. Freaking love it. It's this evil big wheel. Uh, did you have problems putting those front. Claws on. Uh, you know I. I sort of played with them a little bit. It took a little bit of effort, but on the second one, they went in perfectly. Okay. So I think it's just a matter of the... I, I think it's the, a matter of the material the claws are made out of. I think it's uh, expanding a little bit. It's Yeah, it's like a soft material for safety. Uh, not it's You know, it's plastic, but it's just a little pliable. So you're not going to like, you know, your idiot kid's not going to put their eye out. Um, Josh, what are your opinion on the two new Karn? 
the the general is fun. I think he would be more fun with a different paint scheme. But that that weird green Creptus guy, man, he's the star of the line so far. Yeah. Uh, and I just I just mean overall the weird little creature that can sit on his shoulder, the flip out blades, just his overall like weird creepy mumra ish design. Like he I has felt, that that hunch that mumra has. Yeah, I wanted the general. I would have liked him more if he had some sort of an accessory, which it's obvious that he's got something coming. But he has nothing, so he's just big and pink. I give him the uh, giant giant hammer. Yeah, I mean, I've got, like, plenty of stuff from other guys. It's not really a problem. Um, but I'm kind of like, I'd like to know, like, what's on the horizon. Um, I just want to find these. I haven't seen any of them yet. <laughs> I, Mike, it's probably just a matter of time now because of Easter wrapping up. Um, yeah. I don't think the stores have any control over what they get. So well, I think it's just random. My my two Dollar Trees are freaking stocked with the previous Final Faction stuff. So I don't know if it's just they don't have a place to put them yet. Because, I mean, like, the, literally the, the pegs are full of the, the other stuff. In fact, the, the one Dollar Tree, there was just a stack of the Final Faction vehicle, like, standing next to the rows of Final Faction figures. So I don't know if they're just not selling in this area or what, but I know I bought all of them. <laughs> I don't know, man. I would have, I would have asked for those specifically if my wife wife asked me what I wanted for Easter. Like mm. she knows to get me like my favorite flavor of Peeps, and that's it. Um, mm. But if she said like, "What do you want?" I would have just said like, "You go to Dollar Tree and you just get as many Final Factions as you can get your hands on." Yeah, they're great figures. Um, something that I got last week that I forgot to mention because it kind of got lost in the wash. Um, I got two new Masters of the Universe three. But uh, the one I've opened up, like I got uh, King Grayskull, I haven't opened him yet. Um, but I finally got Clamp Champ. And nice. I, as a kid, I had the problem of like, I could wrap my head around like how he's tough and a badass because he didn't come with any weapons. And he didn't have a gimmick that was like action oriented. He wasn't like fist oriented, a giant fist. Mm. And like, he's got, he can pinch you. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's it's not even like he could cut you with these things. They're just very specifically like these giant ant pinchers. And uh, this one gave him the extra accessory of the claw attachment that the classics came with as well. But it's still, it's like, what, is he going to like hold two pieces of wood together so they can dry with some glue? Like, it's very odd. So I just gave him a spare axe that came with Ram Man, and now he's perfect. <laughs> He's just like another dude with a cool weapon. But uh, anyways, Mike. Well, uh, Josh, surf, what did you get? Yeah, Josh, are you done? Were you done? Yes, yes, I'm all good. Yeah. Um, I, I actually did not get a lot. I Like I said, I got uh, the uh, core class Rodimus as well. Um, I really like him. I don't understand the complaints other than, like I said, with mine, the, uh, the hinge that holds on part of the uh, windshield on the back of the leg when he's in robot mode. It's I, I guess it's just loose because if I bend his leg, it always pops off. Um, but really good figure. Otherwise, um, I got in my Easter basket. I got the 10 inch uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe trap jaw. So the bigger scale trap jaw. And man, 
these are perfect. If they were to just scale this level of articulation down to the regular figures, they would be perfect because it has just enough articulation. Like it has the ball joints in the shoulders and it has elbow bends. And that's great. (laughs) Like it's a fun figure for what it is. Um, I basically using him as a giant monster. So, cause he just towers over the other figures, but uh really fun figure. So I might cherry pick that line, like depending on, you know, who they put out in upcoming waves. Like if there's any other monster figures, I might grab them in that scale. And then I got uh, the new Fortnite victory Royale series metal mouth. And this guy is freaking awesome. Like I can't stop picking him up. Um, I don't know if I like him better than Chaos Agent, but he's at least tied with Chaos Agent for my favorites in the line. He's just he's so cool. His uh, like, you know how they all have the um, what is it called? The harvesting tool. You know, the yeah. one has the hammer, the other has the sickle, all that. He's yeah. got two maces and they're just really fun. <laughs> I really like that. Plus, he has the sniper rifle that came with the one arcade pack. So lots of fun stuff. Um, and then ones that I forgot to mention uh, the other week, I also did get the uh, which we call Power Rangers Lightning Collection uh, Space Ranger Phantom. Yep that that is a great figure because he reminds me of the Wraith from the movie The Wraith. <laughs> so it's it's so cool. Like I I just love the look of that character. And uh, I also got the uh, the uh, Eternia Palace Guard from Origins. Oh, nice. So I finally, because I had it on my pile of loot on uh, Big Bad Toy Store forever. And I was like running out of time to where I needed to, you know, be able to save on shipping. And I saw something that I wanted for my, uh, to give for my wife for her birthday. So I was like, eh, let me just get it. But I forgot to mention that on the show before that I got the Palace Guard. And it's a really fun figure. So. Um, I feel like, you know, I wish he came with something other than the spear. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. But like, you know, if you're going to choose between all of those, like castle, Grayskull weapons, rack weapons. Um, I don't know if that's the one I would have picked. I get, I get it. But right. like, if he, you know, considering the price point, like a gun or a sword too, would have been cool. Um, yeah. But you know, like, choosing beggars or whatever the the term is um yeah 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 see cool um so uh commercials this week guys it's it's kind of a a potpourri uh lots of easter theme kind of just stuff that's been sitting on the shelf for a while people are paying us you know get it on the show it doesn't fit the theme overall they don't give us enough for a whole episode um so sit back relax we've got some fun stuff for morrison wells a law firm uh i'm not sure what they specialize in exactly uh and some other stuff so sit back relax and we will be back with a very small news segment what yes i know we're rolling i'm going to start when i'm ready don't start directing me around here you start directing me I'll just sit here and eat marshmallow peeps for out for the rest of the day, I swear to God. Hello, this is Orson Wells. And the desire for mallow-based convection prevails. I must insist upon peeps. 
There are times when I am dreadfully busy and find the need to expedite the consumption of energy-producing sweets in order to keep pace with my younger thespian fellows. Peeps are ideal for this, for they can be devoured by the boxful, even if you can't afford the luxury of chewing them first. You shall find them delightful, or some such nonsense, because I've been handed a card to read, which quite presumptuously states that this is the case. Now, is that good, or do you want one more? Oh, for God's sake, just give me the marshmallow. Mm. Oh, God, yes. Yes, yes. Mm. They're even better by the row. Oh, God, yes, peeps. You ever wonder... Um, <laughs> you think Orson Welles got to a point where like he was done with women and he just transitioned completely to food? <laughs> I, I think so. I I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was there was a point in like towards the end of his life where at his heaviest weight, uh, he was known for going to a local restaurant and getting something to the degree of like two porterhouse steaks, a bottle of whiskey, and two to three cigars. Wow. That like I'd have to double check the exacts on it, but it was it was so extravagant that it was like, oh dear God. You know, (laughs) if you're Orson Wells, you've done everything that you can do. You've you've voiced it, you know, Unicron You've made War of the Worlds. You've made arguably the greatest movie ever made to some people in Citizen Kane. Like, what's left to do except for eat yourself into oblivion? I think I think it is. It's on Carson where he makes the the wonderful comment when uh, he he asks him about playing a planet in Transformers, and he just slyly quips, "The irony was not lost on me that I was voicing a planet." <laughs> and then and then sort of like looks at the audience and smiles and laughs. <laughs> and that was one of those moments of like, oh, I love him. Uh another deep thought I had while you're bringing that up. What do you think Dawn likes peeps? Or do you think she's very like staunch like peeps are shit? Fuck you, I'm right. I I'm going to I'm going to I I'm going to assume she's in the anti-peeps family yeah she seems like that kind of person i think she wants peeps to burn yeah. <laughs> but but not to eat like a toasted peep like to destroy them <laughs> i feel like if we mentioned that dawn likes peeps she would send me an angry message as soon as she heard it on the show like, <laughs> you son of a bitch i hate peeps how dare you kick cats with the pest <laughs> do you guys <laughs> Do you guys ever do the microwave peeps thing to make them like? Oh yeah, we oh, expand. Yeah. We've mentioned this on the show like multiple times. It, um, yes, that's what you have to do this with peeps. It's yeah. necessary. <laughs> I actually like the first thing I did today. I woke up, went to Walmart to see if there was good clearance peeps, and all they had at my local Walmart were the coffee flavored ones, and I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I, I like I, peeps, I, but like espresso, nah. I haven't tried any of the other flavor peeps. I've just had traditional peeps. You, dude, 
there are some that are really good. Like Fruit Punch is good. There's a Tropical Punch that's out that's really good. They have uh, Sour Watermelons good. I love the Hot Tamales one. It I've comes seen out those year. multiple times. I've never bought them. Um, the only one that I am not the biggest fan of are the ones that have chocolate on them. Okay. Like, don't, they don't, that's two things I don't want mixed. Um, I just like my See, peeps to be peeps. I, 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 I don't remember what year it was. I, I don't think they're around anymore, but I did like the, the weird chocolate filled peeps because it, it felt like you were biting through their fleshy exterior to get to the creamy center. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly I feel like chocolate and marshmallow goes together because I like those the marshmallow filled chocolate eggs. See, uh, but but equally it's the I sugar. Can, like I don't like the crunchy peep sugar with the chocolate. Ah. I yeah, I can I can say I've had one of the actual like chocolate covered peeps that's mm. just like the regular peep with the chocolate coating. And it's it's weird. The the sugar does make it very weird. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just something that, like, on paper, oh, of course, let's just, like, take these two amazing things and put them together. Yeah. And then you try it, and you're like, this doesn't work. <laughs> and I, I think the I think the filled ones worked better because it was more of a chocolate cream, and it didn't mix with that sugar. Yeah. And it's, yeah, because it's on the marshmallow. It's not on the sugar. It's just, it's just weird. But there's a peep for every person out there, except for Dawn, clearly, because she's an unholy <laughs> killing machine. <laughs> I, I'm I'm fully expecting uh, her wrath for next month on the Boogeyman's Closet. Oh, because we're we're doing remakes round three, and I, I've already been told they all suck, <laughs> <laughs> except for Fright Night. So, <laughs> what's the one that like I did not like? <laughs> oh, expect the wrath. No, but like I'm, you know, you put that list up, and I'm like, I can make a case for all these, but Fright Night was the one where I was like, this is not Fright Night. No, Fright, Fright, Fright Night needs to be there. I'm with uh, Dawn on this one. I, I'm a fan of Fright Night. I liked it. I liked David Tennant. And then it just stopped being Fright Night because it didn't have any of the style that the original Fright Night had. It, it was like missing that cool factor for me. But I don't like Halloween. So <laughs> my opinion should always be taken with a gigantic grain of salt. Um, <laughs> I just like that that's becoming the default of I didn't like Halloween. So. Um, but, uh, you know, like you have uh, House of Wax on there. But yes. but did you like, like Jaws? A legit... What's that? But do you like Jaws? Yeah. So you like Halloween? Yeah. No. You, you, just, you just like the shark version. It's just Jaws had Roy Schneider in it. Roy Schneider? But I'm not going to. I just don't like it. Like, I cannot no, make no, an argument no. why it's bad. No. I just see, don't like it. That's the thing, though. They're They're the same movie. You just like a different version of the same movie. I like yeah. your version of Halloween <laughs> with, with Bruce Myers. Um, I'm a bite, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, uh, I'm um, just here to bite a little bit on your skin. <laughs> I'm also not a light. I don't like steak either. I'm yeah. I'm iffy with steak. Um, I like it once in a while. It, it's It's not something... That I often crave, but uh, if it's if it's made right, I do enjoy a good steak. I have it once a year, maybe. I'll eat steak fajitas, no problem. Oh, yeah. But like a steak on the grill, like that manly man's meal, like you go to Outback Steakhouse and you get a potato and a steak. 
I do not think about that ever. Like, I get a craving for it. No. It just doesn't cross my mind for whatever See, reason. See, when I get a craving for that, uh, it's when I want to cook it myself. Same. Uh, like, in an expert, like, yeah, with, with the, like, garlic, butter. Mm-hmm. Make your own compound in, butter in and the, all that. In the skillet. Yep. Uh, a really nice cut. I did that on Christmas Eve for the family. <laughs> and and now I want one. <laughs> this might be the weirdest segue we've ever had. Steak. Steak, steak talk on a toy show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It works because, uh, you know, I grew up playing with a steak toy. So <laughs> thank you, Food yeah. Fighters. Um. <laughs> I just, I like, I don't know why I didn't make the correlation between that and Food Fighters. I was just picturing you with, like, a rubber squeaky steak toy. It's <laughs> like sitting in a corner squeezing it. You didn't have real toys. You had dog toys. <laughs> I had dog toys that acted as the villains for He-Man. Nah, He-Man, you'll never be able to defeat Mr. Steak. <laughs> Go fetch, hey man. Um, all right, let's hop into the news. It is a super slow week, slow to the point. I'm gonna have to throw some McFarland news in here just to kind of buffer things up. Uh, the only big news drop today is that Hasbro is bringing back starting lineup. Oh boy. Uh, um, this is probably something that none of us gave a shit about. Yeah. Uh, I just like the fact you could take their helmets off. Of the football players, but like sports ball, I don't get it. Um, but it's like a big nostalgia thing. So if they kind of come back in the same style, I think maybe they could be successful. Um, I think it's worth the risk for Hasbro to try to do it. Um, so Todd McFarlane says we're serial killers. We think Todd McFarlane's a piece of shit. And his toys, the quality has been lacking for about a year now. Having said that, there's nothing to talk about. And they showed off a wave of Blackest Night figures. The wave includes, Meh. yeah, Cal Rayner, Zombie Meh. Superman, Zombie Meh. Batman, and Deathstorm. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the comic storyline. I thought it was a really cool thing to do when, like, it was all about the different colored lanterns and stuff. It was a fun gimmick. Yeah. And it kind of peaked with Blackest Night, where. Anybody who's ever died in the DC universe gets turned into a zombie. And it is a huge chunk of the DC universe. And then the remaining heroes have to fight their way out. Uh, much cooler, in my opinion, than deceased, which is like their second attempt at zombies. But those were like plague victim zombies. These guys are straight up like. Riding corpse zombies. Uh, but these figures are McFarlane. So just like the DC direct ones, you might get it. and They might break or you might order it and it'll come unpainted. You know, yeah. so. Take your chances. It's McFarland. I don't know. My DC uh, direct ones, for the most part, haven't broken. There's only like two or three of them that have kind of fallen apart. Um, so I don't have any intention on replacing them with the McFarland ones. Maybe if I find them on clearance for like practically free. Uh, speaking of clearance, Target is also doing clearance finally, especially on the Eternals figures. And for some reason, the three Jokers wave of DC stuff from McFarland. For like, they're just immediately going to 75% off. So if you want them for cheap, check your targets. You might find them. Um, 
I found a not the street shark, the road shark. What the fuck? I can never remember the name of the vehicle for He Man. Land shark. Uh, land shark. Land shark. Uh, I found the land shark on clearance. I thought it was like an every store kind of thing, but the one that I bought had a bunch of ice cream melted on the top of it, and I think that's why I was on clearance. Uh, so the, <laughs> no, the package I'm, I'm, was destroyed. I'm seeing them uh, go on clearance everywhere for uh, about ten bucks. That's what I paid. So uh, it's worth it if you don't have it in your collection because it's a sweet, sweet vehicle. Um, if it's worth it, then you should work it. Put the mm-hmm. land down, <laughs> land shark down, flip it, reverse it, make it bite your figures. Stop it. Twist it. Uh, <laughs> Mattel is doing super articulated Buzz Lightyear figures because people wanted that. Uh, for I, some reason, I am not excited about this movie. I got to admit, like, I, OK, the movie, I'm just kind of lukewarm on. But some of these figures, I'm like, I kind of like them. I'm I'm gonna give me uh just just a moment to pull it up and I'm gonna send you the picture that's gonna make you want some of the figures. Uh, at least at least the uh the big robot things. I was gonna say I, the the soldiers, I I like they remind me of like Doom Marines with different helmets. Yeah, they and look I, like Doom Marines, but I just man, I think this is one of those Disney movies that I'm not gonna check out. Oh God damn it, Josh. <laughs> all right so yeah i was gonna say the robots like i like too. monsters <laughs> and apparently yeah the arm the armors were uh for the different rangers were designed to look like different characters so one looks specifically like a halo character um what this evil zerg robot thing that josh showed also looks like the cyclops monster from mega man yep if that's yep. your jam i son of a bitch i gotta get that I don't Let's army see. build anymore with my Marvel Legends because of space reasons, but I will get that. So I have everything in this display with the exception of the two repainted figures to look like AIM soldiers. There's a, geez, what is it? They're just two previously used figures. They put in black and yellow. Um, it's like an AIM soldier and an AIM assassin. Uh, it was just like a two pack that was out forever, but Hey, Modoc, who doesn't love Modoc? Um, so those are coming out. Check them out. I, they look cool. If you like Disney stuff, they're better than what McFarlane was putting out. Um, take it for what it's worth. This, these are hitting stores currently. I've been seeing Zerg and some of the Buzz Lightyear stuff, not the super articulated. These are just like the, the mass retail for kids to play with that I've been seeing. Uh, let's see here. Super seven showed off Silverhawks wave three wave one hasn't come out yet, but as per what super seven likes to do, they like to tease everything. Uh, you get molecular who is an evil molecule commander stargazer, who is the space robot that looks like your typical eighties police chief hot wing, who is the guy who loves eating chicken wings in space. That's kind of racist. He's got his leg on fire. He looks really cool. And Bumbo Jumbo, who is an evil giant bull, who was like the only Silverox toy that I had as a kid. Uh, for whatever reason. I had the villains and I could either lost them or I didn't really have the good guys for some odd reason. I actually had uh, both Molecular and Mumbo Jumbo. Yeah. Uh, they were surprisingly fun monster toys. 
but they also had like built-in play features like mumbo jumbo i would usually team up with the uh new adventures he-man new adventures butthead yeah because they both had that same action feature and like i would have them be like the big bruiser villain characters uh and molecular was cool because you could pop them apart and put them together in different ways almost like modulock uh and some of the pieces fit similarly so you could pop his arms off and like combine parts of him with other figures that had like similar joint styles um but that was what made them cool as toys uh and them lacking those features like as soon as i saw him i was like oh molecular i had him he was freaking awesome this doesn't look awesome no it's like a one-for-one cartoon i just you know i like the concept of silverhawks and i like the show and i had some of the toys and this does nothing for me and like stargazer and hot wing were part of that like harder to find second assortment of Silverhawks. And I still don't care. And Hot Wing is pretty damn cool. Um, I think I had Stargazer actually. You did? Yeah. Uh, I think it's because they're not metallic. I think if they really leaned heavy into like making these look silver, like the Silverhawks, um, I would be more excited. I think this is like strictly for fans or people who collect everything Super 7. Yeah. Um, See, I I would usually use my original Stargazer as a uh, like futuristic Professor X after he's like gained cybernetic legs but gone through an accident. Yeah, he kind of looks like a he belongs in Cops, Cops yeah. and Crooks, yeah. not Silverhawks, but they're all kind of in that same family of things. So you know they you cross pollinate when you're a kid, but. Uh, if you haven't jumped on Silverhawks, you probably still can't go to like Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store and get the rest of the figures. I don't think they're as in demand as like a Ninja Turtles would be. Um, I mentioned this next one because I think they're cool, but I don't know anybody that really jumps in on these. But Mezco's 112 Collective Murder Hornets, they kind of do like in-house created characters. These are Robo B troopers that look really cool. They do look awesome. Um, if and they were just like they're ready to go they announced them and they were already in the warehouse go get them this wasn't like a pre-order situation where you wait two years for the toy to come out um and more and more mezco like their art design team is really good um and i've always been a fan of mezco it's just the fact that these are like over a hundred dollars per guy so yeah mezco has always been like kind of high end but they they used to have more affordable things available in specialty shops yeah and i don't um, see that anymore with them it seems to be all through them and it seems to all be sort of pricey mezco uh in my opinion had they made the best product of the aughts kind of like at the tail end of the golden age of collecting uh you got like mezco zombies you got their cinema fear which i thought was great um and their hellboy stuff was really good and the goon they were all like high quality solid figures um and i I mentioned hellboy because i have been reading the hellboy comics and i am super mad i never got abe sapien back in the day because he was a comic-con exclusive and he is a glaring hole in my collection um speaking of my collections i forgot to mention this i got two of the nine missing monsters in my pockets because i know you guys are really really excited about this 
uh, I got the Centaur and I got Absfinia, which is a weird half snake, half chicken monster. Uh, so slowly but surely, my collection continues. And when I'm done with that, then I can go get Abe Sapien. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. More one, news. Okay. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say one bit of news that, that we skipped over that I don't want to give McFarlane any more spotlight, but I'm really bummed that he's still releasing these because I want them. There's the oh, new yeah. Warhammer 40K. They have the Chaos Marines now. Yeah. And that was my favorite faction in the games. And I'm like, damn it, <laughs> because I have the other Warhammer stuff and ah, like I'm going to have to wait for clearance. Todd, can you just tell us your address so I can go shit on your lawn and we'll call a square. <laughs> and I can kind of like go back to cherry picking your figures because you got to stop making product that I sort of want. Like, how about, you know. I want to keep hating you. So, like, if I took a dump on your lawn, <laughs> you know, like, I'd be like, all right, that was for calling me a serial killer. Fuck you. Here's the thing. Like, I can I can overlook the DC stuff because as much as I like the DC stuff, I've never been a huge DC collector. So it's like, yeah, I really like that Swamp Thing and I like that Titan Joker, but meh, I really like yeah. that Clayface. But OK, I can I can pass it up. I'm a huge Spawn fan. So Cygor, thank God. Well, for my collection, thank God he has problems because that's what's keeping me from purchasing it um but warhammer i've always loved the warhammer 40k stuff so much so that even though joy toy has kind of not impressed me with the quality of their figures i love the sculpt but they fall apart very easy if you look at them wrong i've considered buying their warhammer 40k figures and they're like 80 dollars a piece so it's really hard for me not to want to buy a $20 nicely painted Warhammer 40k figure. Yeah. Or even like the unpainted ones. If you get it yeah. on clearance, you got that gimmick of like, I'm going to paint this however I want like a Warhammer miniature. That makes sense. Unlike his artist proof figures that are just unpainted. And he's cheap. And he thinks he's pulling a fast one on you because you know, he's a psychopath. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Murder Hornets, if you're a fan of Mesco stuff, they're pretty cool. Legacy Wave 2 of Transformers. Uh, Josh, this is more your bag. I wasn't impressed with any of these because of back kibble on all of the Transformers. I love them all. The only one that I like, liked I, was uh, Tarantulas. I think uh, everything that they showed off was just like, oh, man. Oh, man, damn it. Oh, man, damn it. Because every time I saw a new thing, it was that moment of like, I want that and that and that. Yeah, um, it's some good figures coming up. I think I think, I think the thing that impressed me the most about the second wave is the fact that on paper, looking at the characters that were chosen, I expected all of them to be repaints or retools. And they're not. And none of them are. Um, I think Tarantulas looks awesome. Uh, Elita 1 really surprised me because it's a version of Elita 1 I haven't seen before, and I like the vehicle. I haven't seen before in toy form. Sorry. Um, and she's very G1. 
uh, I want to put her with my G1 RC figure from uh, Kingdom. Uh, knockout. Knockout. Well, I do wish they had gone with one one specific design aspect from uh, Transformers Prime. I I also appreciate how difficult it would have been to incorporate. I like that he has like the weird raised up air vents next to his neck in his original character design. But considering what they're doing and and doing like the prime characters in more of a G1 style, uh, I think he's awesome. Knockout was hands down my favorite character in all of Prime. So uh, I think they did him justice. I think they did him much more justice than I expected after seeing uh, Bulkhead and RC. Because after those two, I was kind of expecting the worst with how much I, I enjoy Knockout as just a character. Uh, but then seeing him, it was like, no, okay, that works. There are just some some minor design tweaks, but overall, it it's still instantly recognizable as Prime Knockout. Uh, who am I missing? Who's the fourth one? Menasaur. Oh, thank you. Uh, which one is it? Is it Break uh, Wild Rider or Breakdown? I don't remember which one it is. Wild no, it's Rider. not Breakdown. Um, Wild Rider looks like, and I mean this in the best way possible, exactly what I expected. He's very true to Wild Rider, if not maybe a little slavishly G1. <clears throat> but then... Uh, Commander class Menasaur looks amazing. Uh, that that's going to be the first Commander class that no question I just grab for full price. I man, I don't have an attachment to any of these characters except for Tarantulas, uh, and that's the one I felt like very uh, in the spirit of Tarantulas, and I have no complaints about them. Um, but I never got into like the deep, deep cut Transformers guys. But having said that, Amazon is getting some sort of an exclusive wave for the Wreckers. And Ooh. first one out the door is a repaint of Twin Twist with some sort of odd colors. Doesn't have that traditional white and blue the Twin Twist had. He's like Optimus colors. Oh, uh, that's right. I did see the leaks of these. Yeah. So, um, I am going to jump on that because I never got Twin Twist, and he is my favorite Transformer. Because I had him as a kid, and he was the only one I had. <laughs> See, uh, I I think it's really impressive that Motormaster is not only his own separate figure, but then the cab both makes, you know, the truck cab, or the, uh, sorry, the trailer, mm -hmm. um, a battle station, which looks very very much like the rest of the battle stations. Uh, and then the framework for Menasaur. Uh, and if you've watched the video of how the engineering for Menasaur, it's really cool. Have, have either of you guys watched it? No, no I haven't. No. I watched the uh, videos. That's all I watched. You clip the limb vehicles on uh, during transformation in single pieces and then the transformation splits them into their correct positions. Oh, that's some crazy engineering. 
That's cool. So like drag strip, you pop, like you're not supposed to be able to pop him apart on your own because he pops apart when he becomes part of Menasaur. So he clips onto the arm, and then as you pull the arm down to form it into the full arm, it splits drag strip in two. Oh, that's cool. And it does the same for the leg pieces, except it like flips the hood up into the back heel position. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, that's some crazy freaking engineering right there. Uh, the last piece of news I had was another Transformers repaint, another Wasminator repaint, this time going into the Bumblebee line, and it's a purple Wasminator that's paying homage to some sort of Bacon. Uh, Wasminator, he looks pretty cool. Josh, have you seen talk of this? I saw it, and, you know, it's one of those figures that it's... I want to not like it as much as I do, because I already have Wasminator. And I, I, I really try to not double dip on molds that are just straight up like recolors. I think I am going to jump on these because they've got the one that's coming to Walmart and I'll treat it like jets. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So as long as they don't overdo it. But I, I thought I was going to do that with the T-Rex mold uh, skeleton and I never did. So it's probably going to be like my mood at the at the time. <laughs> like, do I want it? Uh, I don't know. And then I'll probably just, you know, get a pretzel and sit in my car and grumble. But um, <laughs> on paper, I think they look really cool. And that Waspinator mold is very awesome. So that's it for the news. We really stretched out two lines of news on paper into some long, long discussion, which is cool. Uh, are you guys ready for a word from one of our many sponsors this week? Oh, yes. absolutely. All right. Take a look. Take a look. What the fuck? It's a podcast. Uh, have a listen. We'll be right back. And we are going to have some fun filler <laughs> discussion for this week. Uh, one of my one of my all time favorite Ghostbusters jokes. Listen, look, did you hear that? Or look, did you hear that? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, have a look. Hello. This is Daniel William Pokemon of the local law firm Pokemon Leibowitz and Lipschitz. I would like to extend the message to the local youths. Please understand, we are a law firm. We are not a pokey stop, as you call us. Uh, we do not want to give you any pokey balls, which frankly sounds a little bit disturbing. Uh, I do not know what a squirtle is, but it sounds vaguely sexual and makes me uncomfortable. And there is nothing for you to catch at our office. There are no small creatures or rodents. There is no snake. There is no Charizard, which I am fairly sure I caught from a prostitute last week. There is nothing for you here unless you need to retain the services of a law office, in which case I, Daniel Pokemon, could absolutely help you 
with some of your legal needs. Probably not all, because let's be fair, most of a clientele isn't that well off. But if you can afford us, we'll help you. So come on down, as long as you don't want to do anything with the Pokemons. With Pokemon, Lipschitz, and Leibowitz, come see us for law stuff, or don't, you know, whichever. So, guys, <laughs> I'm 41. I don't know shit about Pokemon. Am I missing out? Um, eh. <laughs> uh, I have a, a love-hate relationship with Pokemon. Um, when it first came out, I was working at Wegmans in the sign shop department. And, uh... We basically had to do all the signs and, you know, all the the chalkboards that they used to have hanging up. They decided to do like a family fun days and uh, they told us we needed to learn how to paint all of the Pokemon that were out at the time. So (laughs) and this was like the the original, what was it, 125 or something? I forget the amount. I have no fucking clue. And there were there were five of us in the sign shop. So we basically split it up. And each learned how to paint a bunch of different Pokemon. Really, we didn't need to learn how to paint anything other than Charmander, Squirtle, uh, Pikachu, and Jigglypuff. Because everybody's like, I want Pikachu! And I was the unlucky bastard who learned how to paint Pikachu. So I had to keep painting fucking Pikachu on every kid's face. <laughs> and so I learned to hate Pokemon for a couple years. Um, I never really played any of the role-playing games. I had friends that played them, but then I played the, I think it was some kind of battle game. Like N64 was like the Pokemon tournament where I forget what it was called, but it was like an arena battler. And that was pretty fun. I used to play that at work when I worked at media play, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't really care. (laughs) Like Pokemon go caught me for a little while and I enjoyed that. And my son was obsessed with Pokemon for a while. So again, I learned a bunch about the the different Pokemon because he really liked it and I would watch the show with him. But yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I, um, yeah, so like you, I worked at Wegmans when it came out. And I remember thinking like, this isn't, I'm too old for this, this isn't for me. And then I had friends who were getting into it because it was Japanese. Mm-hmm. And that was the rage back then. So like anime, Japanese, Dragon Ball, all that shit. And then, like, this is also, like, the same time frame where you could go to, like, Hot Topic and get the Hawaiian t-shirts with, like, anime junk on it and look like a complete tool. Yep. Now, I'm older. I know, like, the core Pokemon, and I know the ones that are in Smash Brothers. Yeah. I don't know what they do, but I know I can look at them and name them. And, And I get, like, my wife's godson's into it. He's eight. Yeah, of course he likes Pokemon, but then like my brother-in-law and sister-in-law who are in their late 40s are like, they've got, you get like, you can mail away for like certificates if you've caught all the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And like they pride themselves in that. (laughs) So to me, that's like, well, no, now like you're associated with Pokemon in my brain. I don't like this. (laughs) Like I'm never going to give Pokemon a chance. (laughs) I'm sorry. I will, um, I will say they are fun to draw. 
because I had uh, there were several that my son really wanted me to draw for him back in the day, and I had fun drawing them. And when Detective Pikachu came out, you know, I, I remember drawing Pikachu quite a few times uh, again for my son, and th- I, I had fun with that. That was a weird freaking movie. I did enjoy that movie. <laughs> I thought it was really fun. It was weird as shit. It, it, oh, it was. But I you did. know what my favorite thing with Pokemon? There's that viral video that we're on a few years ago where there's the guy who can't name the Pokemon right, and it's driving <laughs> this girl crazy. Yeah. And he only knows Pikachu, and he's like, yeah, that's Ground Turd. That's Big Dick B. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, loses her shit because of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's not wrong though I also love the one uh, the meme that goes around where it's like name that Pokemon and you just hear the guy scream it's Pikachu and then it, <laughs> it shows something like a Batman villain and he just goes fuck <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the one where it's like redneck Pokemon and this guy summons like his ex-wife Debbie <laughs> yes yeah that, that one's really fun too oh god um yeah, <laughs> I, I my my main association with Pokemon now is that the lament configuration in Hellraiser is basically a Pokeball. After we covered <laughs> oh, Hellraiser they live Revelation, inside the box. Yes, because again, it was supposed to be a portal to hell, but in Hellraiser Revelations, they make it out to be like Pinhead is in the box waiting. So it's a Pokeball. Uh. Uh. Got no, it's to a catch uh, the suffering. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. okay. Um something a little more somber. Um I didn't open the show with this because I thought we could give it a little bit of discussion, but rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. Died right when we were joking that we should have gotten him to do josh's birthday wish yep which would have been dark as fuck because he wouldn't have gotten it because gilbert godfrey would have been dead um yeah yeah, that would have sucked um i can say with certainty i wouldn't have my love of bad movies if it wasn't for gilbert godfrey and usa up all night uh so with his passing his excellent voice work um, and like the grocery list of movies he was in, like Problem Child always comes to mind for me. Um, he will be greatly missed. I didn't know he was suffering from uh, multiple sclerosis. So, you know, something he was suffering silently with. Apparently, as soon as I heard he passed, you know, when he gets to his age, it could be like, is it cancer? Did he get hit by a car, heart attack, COVID? Right. You know, uh, what was it? But um it sucks he has passed. So, moment of silence and uh, our favorite joke about a horse. Gilbert Godfrey, rest in peace. You never and, got to do a birthday wish for Josh. And in in honor of the wonderful late great Gilbert Godfrey, I must say, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't get that, just uh, go to YouTube and type in Gilbert Godfrey, you you fool, uh, and you will watch the best five and a half minute television troll that has ever happened with Gilbert Godfrey out of Hollywood Squares. (laughs) Gilbert could troll 
like nobody else. Uh, or if you're bored, watch any of his Howard Stern appearances. Uh, they are all <laughs> classics. Or any of his Jerry Seinfeld impressions. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Why does 2% milk? I don't care. Oh, clerks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I He's definitely going to be missed. Did you guys, right, guys ever watch the Critters TV show that he was in? He was in the... Oh, the one that they broke up, like, the movie into parts? Yeah, and I swear, I, I feel like it was originally planned for Adult Swim before it ended up on Shudder. Because it feels like a live-action Adult Swim show. I did not see that. I meant to. It's fun. I, I, I really like... It's it's dumb as hell, but it's fun. He He's the main character's uncle who lives in his basement. And now a message from Vincent. (laughs) Hi, Vincent. He just needed to purr into the microphone. Of course. (laughs) Um, Was that the one where the kid's slowly turning into a critter because his mom slept with a critter? (laughs) Yes. At a party. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That one's really good. Oh, Um, I loved it. So, Coming up, Josh is going to be moving from his house in Austin, Texas, to his new house in Austin, Texas. Woohoo! And he is going to be taking off a few weeks from the show. This is also going to coincide with uh, some upcoming He-Man material on Raised by Rentals. Yes, in preparation indeed. for that, we are going to have an episode that is a bracket of the greatest He-Man toy of all time. So I went down, got a list of all the He-Man toys, put them in brackets. I listed everything from the original line, with the exception of two characters. Screech and Zor. I took them off the list. For two reasons. One, I don't feel like they would win. And two, I don't necessarily see them as characters because essentially they're evil and already and sorceress. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys, cool with that? Yes, that works. Uh, the also the other problem with this is that brackets get weird at certain numbers, and adding seventy six into a bracket just made it really, really fucking bizarre. Where you had there was one matchup where three were competing against each other instead of two, and it was really fucking weird. Um, and what I did is I put. All of these, I numbered all the He-Man characters, and then I put them in a random number organizer, and then I broke those down into brackets this way. So it's completely random who is facing who based on numbers. But you might have a scenario where it would be like He-Man versus Skeletor versus Hordak because it just Mm. broke down funny because we had 76. And I was like, you know what? Two that can get cut are Screech and Zor. Fuck them. They're gone. Now, having said that, the way a 74-person bracket works out is that it's essentially two brackets that eventually combine until you get a winner. Um, Having said that, because it's very hard to find free brackets online that you don't have to pay for. Um, So what we have is essentially a gigantic bracket with some outliers that are essentially qualifying rounds to get into the main bracket. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... 10 qualifiers to get into the bracket proper. 
do you guys want to have a test, a taste of like five to ten of these qualifiers before we start the main bracket proper on the show? Of I'm cool with that. Random characters. Yeah. Just to get entry. This won't make sense because it's all random. Do you want to try one? Sure. We have number 71 versus number 69. Eh, nice. These two characters are going to battle to decide who is the greatest E-Main character of all time. You get Twistoid versus... Jesus Christ, I already fucked this up. <laughs> There's no 71 on my list. How the <laughs> fuck did I screw this up? <laughs> Shit. Hold on a second. I go 69, 70, 72. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. There's one that I wanted to include that I didn't. And I'm going to include it now as number 71. Shira. She will be the only Princess of Power character I'm going to include in this bracket. Just for representation. You guys fair with that? Yeah, sure. All right. Who do you think is the better toy? Twistoid or Shira? I'm going to have to give it to Shira. Yeah, Shira had legs. <laughs> and she knew how to use them. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with Shira, too. I like Twistoid, but he was too heavy. Um, I had him as a kid. He didn't really work. Listen, I, I had Twistoid as a kid. I really liked him. But uh, if it's if it's Twistoid versus Shira, it's it's Shira versus weird fucking top you'd probably find at the dollar store these days yeah yeah but yeah those cool attach on blade things yeah yeah if no, you could I, get them yeah. to work yeah i i got nothing um you want to do another one sure 15 versus 53 triclops taking on rat lore Oh, now see. Oh, that's this one's tough. I'm, I'm going Rattler. Yeah. As much as I love Triclops, I, I got to give it to Rattler because I he's just that action feature was awesome. And I love the snake man. Uh, two action features, the snake head and the rattle. Ah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I love Triclops, too, but. Uh, he doesn't have that like boner neck. <laughs> you know that is now Rattler's new name, by the way, boner neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. How much can we spread out? So we got. He can no longer enlarge. All right. Fifty-eight versus thirty-nine. We have the magnificent, the stupendous sorceress taking on 
so organized. I'm just looking at sheets of paper. Mantena. Oh, <laughs> Mantena. Mantena, hands down. Yeah, there's no question there. Yeah. Sorry, sorceress. I was you may have all sorceress. the power of Grayskull, but do you have two sets of legs fused together and weird extending eyeballs and a weird little anus mouth? I don't think so. No, you don't have boner eyes. Exactly. Boner <laughs> eyes and a butt mouth. <laughs> boner neck, boner eyes. <laughs> oh, man, boner eyes like... <laughs> sounds like a procedure. Quick, go to the bonerizer. <laughs> well, I got, I got my boner, boner eyes. It's like, uh, what is that song? Hungry eyes. <laughs> You've got boner eyes. You've got boner eyes. One look at you, and I realize. Boing. For some reason, my my brain automatically went to uh, uh, Hollow Notes Private Eyes, so it was Boner Eyes. They're watching you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Potential episode name Boner Eyes. Let's see here. So, Mike, you said. This potential special episode would maybe be around the first week of May. It, it, it will come out on the 4th, I believe. Let me just double check. Um, I may, I'm probably getting my dates wrong here because we the way we record Raised by Rentals, uh, we do it a couple weeks in advance. Okay. Um, so, no, uh, Masters of the Universe would be coming out on the 11th. Okay, so you would be recording it the first week of May. It'll come out on the 11th, potentially, or the last week of April. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it'll be coming out on the 11th. Like, that'll be the release date. So that's when when that episode will be out. So um, if, we, if we did our special on the 9th, yeah. it would come out on the 12th, so they would be back-to-back. I wanted to do, sorry fans, the finals on Raised by Rentals. So you have to tune into both. Oh, okay. I got if you. if it syncs up. If not, it's fine. So, do I have enough? I, I, or... I don't think it would sync up. It would just not sync up just because of the recording schedules. Our periods would not sync up, unfortunately. Um, fudgy bottoms. I'm just trying to see like how many more of these I want to do because I don't want to. Um overdo it and stretch I'm, it out over too many episodes i'm sorry did you just say fudgy bottoms that's what i say when i swear around my daughter I'm like <laughs> oh fudgy bottoms i just instead wanted to make sure like, i heard that correctly i have a fudgy bottom too instead of saying like <laughs> motherfucking shit fuck i say oh fudgy bottoms i like that <laughs> Maybe I'll maybe that'll be the episode of the name of the episode. Fudgy bottoms. Um, See, I'm I'm picturing fudgy bottoms as some sort of like very large prostitute from the South Park bottom, Butters Bottom Ditch episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's just that's just my bitch. It's fudgy bottoms. Um, let's do two more of these. Just to wrap up this one sheet of paper, because I have two full brackets to fill out. Uh, 72 versus 44. This is just to get in to the contest proper. 
Megator. You guys know Megator is a big green monster. Mm-hmm. Versus Rakan. Mm. I am going to go with Megator. Never had him. Yeah. But I like the concept of a big green monster within He-Man. I'm going to have to agree. I I never had him either. Um, I never had Rakan either, I, actually. But I did play with him because I had friends who had him. Um, but I do have the classics Megator, and he's pretty freaking cool. So, yeah, I'll give it to Megator. Uh, you know, I I had Rakan. Actually, I would have to look at the pictures because I can never keep straight which one is which. I had right. either Rakan or Stonedar. Um, and therefore, uh, because of nostalgia, I've got to give it to Megator because uh, he was the lamest Transformer figure ever. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> it was basically like, uh, hey, here's a figure that can turn into a rock. Just bend him over so it looks like he's sucking his own dick. And hey, he's a rock. Yeah, I never. I was. It was. They're also like the the Tycho rock formers. I was like, what's the fucking fun of this? Right. I'm a See, rock. I'm those, a robot. Those. Those at least like had weird in different ways. They would fold together, and did something different. Rock on and Stone Dar were basically just like, bend them over so they're touching the toes. Look, that face is. Facing the crotch, they're a rock. Yeah. They're guns in their stomach, they're a meteorite. Yeah, they suck. One of them was a moon, one of them was like a rock. Uh, it kind of sucked. All right, guys, this is the last one, and this one is going to be decisive. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Man at Arms versus Snout Spout. Oh, crap. I gotta give it to Snout Spout. I was gonna say, I wanna give it to Snout Spout because I think I had more fun playing with that one. Uh, in Man at Arms, like I said before, his armor used to piss me off. Yeah, Snout Spout. So, See, I'm not a my fan thing of is either. Like, well, well, I, well, I liked Man at Arms as a character or an idea. Uh, Anytime, like, I wanted to play with him, I'd pick him up and I'd be like, yeah, you got a dumb squish face. Bleh. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have an action feature. And you he know? had a dumb squish face. Yeah, dumb squish face. And it delivered on his gimmick. He had a little tiny ass club. Snout spout looked weird as fuck, but at least he squirted water. So I, I got to go like with snout he spout. A, he had a robotic elephant head. Yeah. It was so crazy that, like, okay. And also, he didn't have the mustache. Yeah. There was that disconnect between the cartoon and the show. And then if you lost the armor, he was just all green. And it was, like, ugly green. It was, like, this fucking 80s lime green. (laughs) And it was weird. (laughs) It just... Ugly 80s green. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, this is part one of qualifying to get into the uh the tournament and unfortunately triclops and man-at-arms have been eliminated the rest had no shot in hell like if you bet money on sorceress winning this i'm sorry you're not gonna (laughs) it's not gonna work out for you no um give you an idea of what we're looking at here and i'm 
doing this now so we don't have a five-hour episode where we are talking about He-Man brackets because um, it's going to be extensive and crazy, and it won't be as fun as we get closer to the end. So uh, we will spread it out. Just do little bits and pieces and give you a wet your whistle. Guys, uh, instead of in lieu of doing like half the bracket, which was my original plan today, Mike made a suggestion of, hey, you know, what there's a severe lack of in the world holiday themed toy lines. <laughs> and I was like, son of a bitch. He had a point. The minute he said food, uh, not food fighters, barnyard commandos <laughs> at Easter. It brought back memories of this very small window in my life when I was obsessed with Barnyard Commandos. And um, I remember I had a babysitter and I terrorized her to call her parents to go to Burger King to get me a Barnyard Commandos prize because they had a bracelet that was also a jet. And I thought I was going to get it. And then I got like the there was like a pad or something. And it didn't work out for me at all. But like Barnyard Commandos, barn animals with clip-on weapons that did nothing. They were not the best toys. But if you're thinking of Easter, sheep and mm-hmm. stuff, it kind of makes sense. So, guys, did you have ideas for holiday-themed toy lines? I do. I I have some weird ideas. What do you have, Josh? What's What's crawling through that? That beehive of a brain of yours. Let's let's bounce uh, between between all of us, so I don't just ramble on. All right, uh, and I'll hit you with my first idea. Uh, my first idea is a holiday death match. <laughs> okay. A toy line, uh, a very a very '90s action feature heavy toy line uh, that is based around pitting. Uh, holiday icons against each other that either share a month or have holidays in very close proximity to one another. For example, uh, George Washington with axe swinging action and launching wooden teeth projectiles that can fire from his (laughs) mouth. (laughs) Uh, Versus Cupid with wing flapping arrow launching and uh diaper bomb action hello that's awesome uh his uh his diaper will uh kind of slide a little bit off of the back uh and then it'll uh it'll yeah you know like the like the like the little candy poopers yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, think that concept uh so when you press the button the the diaper will swing forward and he'll drop little heart poops (laughs) <laughs> there is there is love diaper bombs uh and then the other the other fun idea i had was uh, uh considering uh it is about to be may or as the may, meme would say it's gonna be may uh what about mother's day versus cinco de mayo so you've got <laughs> <laughs> you've got a soccer mom <laughs> that can uh, launch her stroller from her anger arm. So she'll like <laughs> hold her finger out in her motherly no way 
uh, and you'll it'll have like a stroller that can attach to the hand and just fire off. Uh, versus the Cinco de Mayo Luchino- Luchador. Uh, which, you know, in brilliantly wonderful taste will ha- a- include the uh, the canon, which, you know, because Cinco de Mayo is actually the uh, uh, the Independence Day or not the Independence Day, but the uh, the battle day. Before the Independence Day, uh, where the uh, the symbol of the canon comes into play, mm-hmm. you'll have the canon uh, that will in, you know, very very cultural sensitive way will fire maracas okay (laughs) (laughs) uh which will eventually the toy line will will all culminate to uh the final versus pack of santa versus jesus of course of course uh you know who can jesus will have a feature similar to uh uh, the old uh, NECA Kill Bill figures, so he can uh, he squirt can like blood. squirt blood from his stigmata. Okay. Uh, he can he'll he'll come with a uh, uh, holy blood that can douse Santa, uh, and Santa will have uh, his attack sack. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus can't dodge Santa's sack. This is sounding more and more like a South Park episode. It well, is. yeah, I, I mean, it, it, that's what started. South Park is Jesus versus Santa. Exactly. Yeah. But I also uh, part of part of my thinking for this line was because it's because it would be 90s uh, or based in the 90s. It would very much have that almost like Warner Brothers meets South Park mentality to it where. I, just just on the surface, looking at it, it's just like, oh, that's cute and funny. And then you take a closer look at it and you're like, and incredibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, obviously there would there would have to be like. Some sort of uh, St. Patty's Day pack where the St. Patty's Day character is Irishman with beer. And chair for fighting. Well, of course. <laughs> no, no leprechauns or anything. Just an Irishman and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, Mike. What about you? What did uh, what did your brain turn up? Well, like, like I had mentioned, uh, that kind of kickstarted this the the barnyard commandos idea of Easter bunnies versus uh, the chicks. So you'd have like. <laughs> Little chicks versus the bunnies. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, like, you would have, in true Barnyard Commandos fashion, just the most basic, you know, unposable animal figures with, like, scowls. And then everything would be in the accessories. So you'd have, like, clip-on accessories. I was thinking of an Easter basket base that would open up, you know, and you'd have all sorts of, like, weird, like, chocolate-themed computers and, you know, random weapons. Um, The Easter bunnies, of course, would have, like, clip-on you know, chocolate shooters. You could use like either uh, do like a squirt gun feature where like the eco fighters have, you know, you fill it up and have the the little water filled backpack. But the chicks, I was thinking instead of a base, they would have uh, Easter egg mech suits. 
So they would have the plastic like egg shells, but they would be little mech suits and you just pop them open and stick the chicken side. So barnyard commandos, but Easter bunnies versus chicks. But the main line that I was thinking, the one that, that kind of really got me going on this was doing a Halloween themed line and totally in 80s style, like, you know, retro action figure style. I figured it would be a series where the main premise is that these there'd be a couple trick or treaters that are still human. They'd be like human kids dressed up as, you know, various generic stuff like pirate knight, that kind of thing. But a bunch of bully trick or treaters that were cursed and turned into what they were dressed as. Okay. So you have like a big hulking devil, like a big hulking skeleton monster. Again, keep with the generic, nothing like Frankenstein, Dracula, anything like that. So they'd be like a little bit oversized. So like picture like five inch He-Man style figures. And then the regular like three and three fourth inch Kenner Star Wars style kids as the good guys. And the action feature would be like egg and toilet paper flinging action. So <laughs> you could put like an egg or a roll a TP in their hand and then like press a little lever on their back and fling it forward. Um, and then like vehicles for the bad guys, I pictured like a jack-o'-lantern drag racer. So picture Cinderella's uh, like carriage. If it was a jack-o'-lantern and had a drag racer underneath it. Oh, that's awesome. I thought that that would be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, and then like you could have like, I don't know, maybe the, the big bad is a witch that cursed the cursed the kids to begin with. You know, if there was ever a time to bring back the Swamp Thing finger puppet mask gimmick. Oh, yeah, it would be that. Which is such a crazy gimmick, but uh, also hilarious and fun. I loved it because <laughs> um, it was like two toys in one. Uh, so. I was talking to you guys about this and I was in the shower after I got done talking to you. I take a shower before I go to bed and I was like, what could I what could I come up with? And I was thinking of, you know, how. Um, fundamentalist Christians sometimes will try to, like, co-op something that's cool and make it religious mm-hmm. and try to keep it cool. So like this is our version of rap gangster rap music, but it's all about Jesus. And it's just as cool. So I thought, like, what could they do to completely ruin action figures? Uh, Because they've tried, but not really. Like, there's that gag, like, Jesus walking on water toy. And I thought, Jesus in space. Which is like Star Wars meets Jesus. Hear me out. Here's my pitch. I'm in the pitch meeting. So, Easter, Jesus comes back from the dead, right? Like, he dies. They crucify him. And they put him in that cave mm-hmm. and there's like a boulder in front of it. And then like Easter Sunday, he like explodes the boulder and then comes out, gets revenge. And then he's like, all right, peace out. And then he ascends to the heavens. Right. Is that like the cliff notes? This is Got coming it. from somebody who's never been to a, an Easter service. Like I've been to church less than five times in my life. Close enough. Close enough. Like basically like he's dead. He comes back and he's like, where's that Pontius Pilate son of a bitch? And he, like, punches his hand through his chest and, like, Mortal Kombat's him. <laughs> I love this version. You know, gets the eye lasers. But what if when he ascends to heaven, he's like, my work here is done. Now I have to save the people of space from Satan. And he gets in, a like, a cool Battlestar Galactica ship. <laughs> and goes to space. 
and fights space dinosaurs. Like <laughs> the Draconian Empire or something crazy. Like dinosaurs? Exactly like dinosaurs. I, I want to see this as a Saturday morning TV show, please. Yeah. So you've got Jesus action figures. He's got his sidekick, M.A.R.Y. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> which is like his wise Kraken droid sidekick. <laughs> and they made all kinds of fun biblical space characters. Like, uh, I, I don't know, people from the Bible. Uh, Noah in his space station. He would Noah's out there, uh, like, getting one of every cool species, and he, like... He would you know, be the like, collector. He he yeah. would have a space arc. <laughs> He'd be the collector. Um, uh, you know, he flies being, around in a cross-shaped spaceship. He's always being chased down by Galactic Emperor Herod. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, oh, the guys no. who fly the bad spaceships are the Pontius Pilots. <laughs> <laughs> if you can picture... It's his Jesus' spaceship is half cross, half X-wing. I was gonna say it's got like an X-wing, but you know, put him in that cool like '80s space jumpsuit. The toy he'd have hand lasers that shoots out of his stigmata. <laughs> he doesn't have guns because Jesus is anti-violence, but he has stigmata lasers. <laughs> See, as he, soon as as soon as you said he went to space, I pictured the Family Guy gag. Where they showed what God does in his downtime, and he's flying around on the the weird jet skis from Flash Gordon the movie, <laughs> and, he's just, and it's going dun, 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 dun. he's just flying through the clouds. Which uh, coincidentally is the funniest um, joke in Ted, in my opinion, is that big payoff with Flash Gordon, right? At the end. But yeah, Jesus in space. I can picture them like pitching this really hard at church to get kids not to play with He-Man, Star Wars, G.I. Joe. Play with our thing, which is Jesus fighting space lizards for the souls of like people in space. And then it's just completely ridiculous. Oh. That's awesome. That's my holiday toy line because Easter and Jesus. And then put them in outer space because it's lazy. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would buy the shit out of that. He yeah. goes to a planet and like s- spreads the word of God to like the mushroom people. And then there's like, you know, the space lizards and there's the Goonie space lizards. So there's like the Bebop and Rocksteady to try to stop him. <laughs> but, you know, he's like, he always, you know, power of God at the end. And he's like, oh, I'll get you next time. And they're like, oh, oh you know, it's very by the book, but with lots of Christianity thrown in there. And space Jesus in his robot Mary. See, now I know you set out to to, to make this silly. But <laughs> I did, did I? <laughs> but Shit. somehow you made a cool line. <laughs> like, because I'm sitting here thinking about like all of the possibilities going, this is actually kind of cool. I kind of like this. Yeah, same. So, <laughs> I mean, like, as an outsider looking in, so I am, I'm very atheist, but... Mm-hmm. You can't be atheist and not have some sort of basic grasp of Christianity unless you've grown up in the desert. Um, and I've always wondered, like, so he just leaves and that's it? And he's going to come back someday. And it's like, what's he just sitting around up there with nothing to do? <laughs> I mean, 
for for to to go into the full explanation, it would be a much longer podcast. So <laughs> I don't, I don't well, I mean, feel like, like I should give lectures on this, but my basic understanding of it is like there, there's more to it. But yes, he's he becomes he goes back and becomes God's rib or something, and I don't know. <laughs> but no, but yes, yeah. Um, what if Listen, he had more? All adventures? I'm saying is this this adventure series. Uh, better also include the spinoff, The Mormons of Mars. Yeah. <laughs> and can you imagine the crazy, like, 80s, 90s cartoon intro that was, like, clearly made in Japan of them, like, flying around in a cross-shaped spaceship with, like, lens flare, and he jumps at the screen and there's a thumbs up and there's dinosaur monsters with armor. You know, maybe Space Satan, why not? Well, of course. See, I'm, I'm picturing... Woman. I'm picturing like the intro song as like a clear ripoff of the He-Man, where it's just like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the cross fighter in the universe. Like what? <laughs> just think about all of, like the fun religious sidekicks you could have. I'm Jesus, and this is my sidekick. N-A-R-Y. Mary, the robot. <laughs> Together, we go on fabulous secret adventures through the universe trying to stop the evil galactic Lord Herod. Come with yeah. us, won't you? As we cruise through the galaxy and spread the word. Who are some, like, instead of too bad, you have Cain and Abel? Right. <laughs> um, who's the guy with the slingshot? David. Yeah, David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. You know, but in Star Wars He-Man form in outer space. You know, thinly veiled enough where some people be like, what's this? And they get into it and then you suck them into Jesus. But anybody who knows is like, you're totally getting this for Christmas instead of a Nintendo because it's got Jesus all over it. Right. Just just, just throwing it out there. Josh, when you get in your new apartment, get on this. Oh, dear. They'll sell the cakes. <laughs> Not really. Don't do that. Um, I'm sure uh, Ruth's family would love you for it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Just I. It just yeah. I, I anymore. I'm probably gonna just piss a lot of people off with my <laughs> ignorance of the Christian religion. Um, but yeah, in my mind, he you know, when he comes back from the dead, he goes to outer space and has adventures and fights dinosaurs. Why not? You're welcome, everybody. Uh, <laughs> listen, every every once in a while, there there has to be like, and and here's here comes a little bit of my actual genuine religious knowledge, uh, because despite not being a religious person, I do have a a surprisingly wide amount of religious knowledge. Uh, at some point in the series. Uh, Jesus has to make a stop at the planet Kolob to visit his dad. And that'll be the kickoff of the Mormons from Mars spinoff. Is there like a, the, golden, a golden disc joke like <laughs> peace machines? Uh, well, no, that's I mean, that's the, the thing is, uh, although most modern Mormons don't truly believe this uh, part, part of part of the Mormon history is that god lives on a planet called Kolob. oh 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and when Jesus ascended, he gained his own planet as well. So come the end of the series, Jesus will have to visit his dad on Kolob and be granted his own planet to keep safe. And that will begin the spinoff, The Mormons from Mars. Man, what a great opportunity for Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> and we missed it. Now, the, uh, Mor- the Mormons from Mars would have to have sacred under armor because they have you know, the whole <laughs> sacred underwear thing. They'd have a cool color change feature where you rub cold water on them and they turn metallic. <laughs> They're under armor exactly. or just in their crotch. Yes. Color changing crotches. Mormons from Mars. Oh, you know, I thought this joke out only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think of the three of us, it's the best series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I I also feel like the reason it, it works so well is because we were able to all like throw some stuff in on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep this on the shelf until we get the uh, the heretic party guys on here because I think then they would actually have something to contribute that would make more sense that they could get a chuckle out of instead of me saying let's have a Jesus action figure that shoots lasers out of his hands. Um. And it has a cross spaceship that fights dinosaurs in space. I don't, I don't know. know. I think that's pretty amazing. I mean, right there, a guy in space fights space dinosaurs in a spaceship with a robot. You pretty much but, have a toy line. But here, here's the thing. It's also, it's not deep cut enough where I don't think it can be offensive yet. You know, it's like it's skimming the surface. So it's like, we're not really digging to offend. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's no, working. It's walking the South Park line, and that and that's a good thing. I have uh, several very religious friends that I don't think would take offense to space Jesus fights dinosaurs. Well, and that's the thing. Like I, I've I've mentioned it before on other podcasts. Like I I don't really often speak about it, but I mean I do have my own very religious beliefs. Um, you know, and I, I will gladly talk to anyone who wants to talk about it, but I never force it on anybody. So I'm pretty open to this kind of stuff, and I think it's funny. You didn't take offense? No. Okay. That's all. Then then I should be okay. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I you're it's it's walking that South Park line where it's it's humorous without being offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um I'll have to start sketching ideas for different gimmick toy sidekicks. And he meets out, you know. Never mind. <laughs> I'm, I like I'm, I'm, I'm already loving this line, so I'm skirting the line between stupid and funny. <laughs> it, it's tripping into stupid more and more. Uh, I don't know enough about religion to be funny enough with it, I think. But um, and there's not there's it's so deadly serious. Is there going to be like who's the guy that kills his son because God asks him to in the parable? Um, there's a lot of those, isn't there? Oh, um, God. I am blanking on names right now. Well, like some of the older, crazier Bible stories where it's like, God says, kill your kid. Okay, yeah. God, thanks. Let's turn that into a toy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, no, not really. That's not a good idea, but that's what they would do. What? Wait, hold on a second. Abraham. It was Isaac. Okay, yeah. So would Abraham come with like a kid he can kill? Or Isaac? <laughs> would he, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Does he have a potato sack with a kid in it that he beats against a rock? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know how he did it in the Bible. Is it specific? 
Uh, I, I mean, he doesn't See, actually sacrifice him, so, you know. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> so he says, no, I'm not going to kill my son. No, no. He he, he follows. He, he Basically, the, the parable is he, he follows all the way up to, you know, to, uh, was it Mount... <sighs> Mount Maria, something like that. Um, and he's going to sacrifice Isaac, and then he's told to stop. Like, basically, he obeyed the Lord, but didn't have to do it. Oh, I got that wrong. So he doesn't actually like, throw see, his kid off a cliff? No. See, see and, and in 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 uh, the adventures of Space Jesus, it will, uh, it will be later revealed that uh, Abraham is now the captain of the Space Force, with uh, his second in command, Isaac the Never Dying, or Isaac the un- <laughs> Isaac the Undying, because uh, he uh, he is part cyborg and can never die. Or his dad keeps hilariously putting him to like mortal danger, and he's never sure why. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes it out every time. It's like an inside joke. <laughs> Okay, son, you lead the suicide squad as you fly into the sun. Why, Dad? Never mind, just do it. So I'm just picturing another character chiming in with like, you almost killed Isaac, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you've got to incorporate a burning bush action figure in there, too, somehow. (laughs) Well, if if this is the 80s, you're going to have a guy with a flint in his chest. Like, (laughs) Like a Moss Man character. That also has a fire starting feature. Like oh God, that just sparks sounds, out of his that mouth. That just sounds like a complete safety issue. <laughs> Why not? Who cares? <laughs> you know, Berno, the talking space push. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I'm done. Um, guys. See, I, w- I don't know why, but I'm picturing it more as a as like a cross between Groot and Flaming Carrot. <laughs> or that. <laughs> so like it's like a walking tree with like an ever flaming head that's just like I am Bush. <laughs> Got a light up feature, just like flip the switch in his back and it blinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Give him a Snake Mountain microphone feature so you can talk <laughs> through him. I was just gonna, no, no, we have to save that for the Metatron. <laughs> there, has be, <laughs> no, I, there has to be a big, like, robotic, cybernetic angel with the voice of God. <laughs> oh God! No, it's a, it's it's a it's a cybernetic it's a cybernetic brontosaurus like Gigantor was going to be. Metatron, the largest dinosaur in the galaxy who carries the voice of God. (laughs) That God invented on the seventh day, or whatever (laughs) they say. Um, So we have uh, penned in at some point discussion on what we would put in the perfect playset. Do you guys want to save that for next week in case we have another slow week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we can wrap this up, up a little early this week. Um, so we have one more message from sponsors this week. Are you guys ready? Oh, Are you excited? About <laughs> Jesus toys or something. <laughs> and uh, 
have a listen, and then we're going to do the Hall of Fame, and we will be right back. Woo! Hi there, guys. It's Bill. It's local handyman here to tell you Easter tips. If you want to have some good Easter time with your family, you can do these things to make it happy celebration with your buddy, man. So, you got kids? That's cool. You can hide a bunch of eggs for them, but sometimes if you do it too early, they get all rotten because you keep some vitamin time, and then you got all eggs around. So, Bill Tip, don't hide your eggs until your kids start looking for them, and then you're not going to have them hidden for too long because Kim just see where you put them and then go get it. So then you can eat all the eggs afterwards and you'll be happy and your kids will be don't look around. It's simple. If you have any trouble finding them, just tape it to a hammer. It's going to be easy to find because you always know where your hammer is. Under the basket. If you want to have a good Easter basket, it's really simple how to do it. You just go to the store and buy a basket and throw a bunch of Easter in it, you dummy. That's just simple. Like, you could get Easter at any Walmart. It's just in the Easter aisle. You walk down there and be like, oh, look at all this stuff. It's Easter. And then you put it in a basket. You're done. Is that why you got to be so stupid about it? You just put your, your Easter in a basket. You get Easter from the store. You put it in a basket. You say it's from a scared blind man. That's it. It's Easter. It's easy. And then you die the eggs, and then you go out back, and you smash it with a shovel. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bill. Never gets old. Oh, Bill. I just opted (laughs) to pre-order Werner Herzog's client figure over getting a Transformer. Um. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pop the head off and I'm going to put it on the Owen Wilson Marvel Legends action figure body and make a brown-suited Warner Herzog figure. Vincent loves that idea. Because I've been looking at all my Marvel Legends like, what looks the most like casual wear other than like Stan Lee? Because like, what the fuck does Warner Herzog wear? See, I was kind of thinking of going with the uh, the current uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Or that, yeah, or that, uh, the um, the movie J. Jonah. Yeah. Yeah, I might do that too. Um, but I wanted to get that before it's a little hard to find, because for whatever reason, all my stores are overflowing with Lando Calrissians. Yeah, that sounds right. And they're just not getting anything else. Um, so, Hall of Fame, the Fortress of Fangs won. Rightly so, because that is an amazing playset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for Technodrome, but as soon as Mike said that, it was just a moment <laughs> of like, well, yeah. Fortress of Fangs just came up behind the Technodrome and took that little tailpipe piece and just fucked it. Um, <laughs> the Technodrome is definitely going to win. Like, we'll come back to it for sure. Um, yeah. But, like, Fortress of Fangs was definitely the, the deserved winner. Uh, do we have a theme for this week, or is it just free-for-all? Free-for-all. Unless right. you guys had a suggestion. No? All right, Mike. You won. You go first. Uh, I'm going to go with a vehicle this week. 
uh, one of my favorites from childhood, the pizza thrower. The original vintage pizza thrower. Can we talk about how many times Playmates has reused that pizza thrower gimmick? <laughs> They've used I love it. Line. I know. <laughs> it's the best. It works great. It's like the slime pit. Like, it just keeps coming back. Yeah. I I still remember the day I got it. Oh, my cat just jumped up on the table. Hi, Bella. Get down. Um, the day I got it, I set up a bunch of my turtles in the kitchen and just spent hours shooting them all down. It was so much fun. I love that. I I think I'd love to just play with that again. I lost all the pizzas over time, but um, oh, yeah. that was a great vehicle. Um, I'll go next. I wanted to nominate our first Marvel Legends from the Marvel Monsters box set from the early aughts, Werewolf by Midnight. Not going to win, but I wanted to nominate it because all four on that set, there's Dracula, Frankenstein, the zombie, and the werewolf. And, uh, well, the Werewolf by Midnight. I thought... Werewolf by Midnight stands up as the best of all of those. Um, followed closely by the zombie. I I never actually saw those up close and personal, but the photos I saw of them, they all looked really nice. They all suffer from the early Marvel Legends ball joint hip syndrome, where they're really weird and hard to pose. Mm. Um, but those two just look good if you're not doing anything dynamic and crazy with them. Um, and they also <laughs> have... Werewolf by Midnight in particular looks good because he's got the hand articulation that they all had back then mm. and the oh, foot yeah. articulation that actually lends itself to the figure. So he's going to be on his hunches and his they didn't articulate every single finger. He just had like open and closed hands that were spread out into claws like I'm going to scratch your back kind of thing. So it worked for him. Um, the rest of him was a little weird, like in particular, Dracula is atrocious um, because people's hips don't look that way. But um, the two in that set that were winners were the zombie and Werewolf by Midnight. Josh? Well, I also have a Ninja Turtle entry, uh, which is not a figure. But it's also not really a vehicle either. Uh, I'm going to nominate the Ninja Turtles Flush-O-Matic. Because oh. what other toy... <laughs> could you use uh, to have a toilet slide in your figures at that time? <laughs> that was a great toy. Why is this drawn a blank for me? Oh, it was, it's, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, it was this weird little, like, almost, it looked like an almost dissection tray with mm -hmm. a green ooze sticker in it. And then above it was this weird little stand, and at the top of the stand, was essentially like oh, the slime pit skull, but instead of the slime pit skull, it was a toilet. Yep. So you could slime figures with a toilet. This thing. I remember uh, this. It was weird. I often did not use it as a, a toilet piece. I would very often put it in like a like weird lab setup. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would still use it to douse figures with chemicals, but Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to nominate the Flush-O-Matic because toilet slime fun. Can I ask you guys your opinions on Ninja Turtle slime? The ooze. Particularly the 90s turtle ooze. I, 
I personally tend to rate the Turtles Ooze as the lowest of the three bigs. Yeah. I am not a fan. It was way too runny. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't recollect it. Yeah. That, w- that was the problem I had with it. That you couldn't, uh, you couldn't collect it up easy enough. So, like, I'm looking at pictures of the flesh matic and I remember the flesh matic staining the sticker yeah. on the tray because the slime was so wet that... The few times that I did get Ninja Turtle slime, I'd take the turtle out and then never use the slime again, or only use it in figures that, like you know, like Mutagen Man, because mm-hmm. um, it was just so runny and like not good as far as slime goes. <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't Ghostbuster slime and it wasn't Ninja Turtle slime. I'll be honest with Mutagen Man. Oh, no, no, it's Turtles. Uh, he Man slime. I'm sorry. I I only did the slime thing once with him. And then it pissed me off because it got stuck all in like his mouth and you know in his in his little back crevice. Um, oh, Muckman so, or Muckman, yeah, not yeah. Muckman, sorry, uh, Muckman. And um, th- what I ended up doing from that point on is he became a bathtub figure, and I would pour shampoo in his head. Yeah, that's oh, that a great fun. idea. He'd like drip that like red red suave out of his mouth. If only he had that like King Hiss pumping feature you're like oh, i'm gonna wash my hair and like pump 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> living uh, garbage Cobra monster Khan. washes yeah, your hair Cobra Khan, yeah or yeah Cobra Khan, sorry but uh-huh. yeah the, the ninja turtle slime yeah not fun but can we take a moment to appreciate how many how many freaking like poop jokes are in the ninja turtles toy line oh god there's yeah. a lot there's a lot like has has any other toy line made so many poop jokes while still being like a mega hit? Like I know there's plenty of toy lines out there that's like, you know, ha, they have butts for heads. Like there was that whole butt headline that immediately went to clearance. But this was like a huge hit worldwide, and there was just constant poop jokes. Yeah, and yep. they all slipped past the parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was just poop jokes galore. Bravo Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, like I, I remember in the the one was it the God the 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 was it the foot ski the weird thing with the electric eels on it. Yeah. There the the gas tank said sewer gas on it, so it's like this runs on farts. Like that kind of stuff always cracked me up as a kid. Or like how many vehicles had a toilet seat as the seat yeah well they my i never noticed as a kid i was just like they're taking everything's made out of garbage yeah yes well that's and that's the aesthetic but it's funny because it's always revolving around a toilet seat or poop (laughs) this is true yet they didn't have a half man half poop i mean there was no golgothan (laughs) they had muck man but they didn't have like dr dookie You know what I mean? Dr. Dookie. Listen, slight tweak in color and uh, Muck Man is something else altogether. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. But they didn't really repaint anything back then. Yeah, Playmates didn't really get in the repaint game. I mean, they they did to a degree with like, oh, here's Toon Turtles Shredder. And it's just literally the Shredder figure with a painted on shirt. Yeah, like yeah. what it, the metallic foot soldier. Yeah. Like, it was rare, but it didn't, you you saw it, and you're like, that makes sense. Right. Or, like, um, 
like Michelangelo on the uh, metalhead body. Right. We were like, okay. You know, it didn't it didn't seem crazy. It wasn't yeah. He-Man where everybody has the same beefcake body. Right. Um, or like G.I. Even, Joe where they're like, hey, here's the same figure, just in neon colors. Yeah, it got bad towards the end there. Like, Turtles, well, I guess, yeah, the movie Turtles are the ones that really kept pumping out over and over again. But, um, cool. All right, everybody. This has been episode 42. We did not make a single solitary number 42, the answer to everything, Douglas Adams joke, which is probably going to piss off Don DeRazio. So, <laughs> um, you guys, you guys have any, any jokes we can throw in there? I mean, I I am 42, so I guess I'm the answer. Like, have a Kavula. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to life, the universe, and everything is Mike Alvarez. But what is the question? Mike Alvarez. <laughs> no, that's the answer. Don Durazio <laughs> is the question. Mike Alvarez <laughs> is the answer. The question Jesus doesn't... in space is... The distance between the two points. The question doesn't matter anymore because I'm too depressed to think about it. <laughs> I need a whole row of peeps. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more things and stuff. Yay, things and stuff. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. CountCreepy.com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? CountCreepy. C-O-U-N-T-K-R-E-E-P-Y. Ah.